RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Good afternoon, Patriots. And welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Thank you for joining us today. We are live on a number of different platforms. But of course, I got to give big props to my friends on the foxhole. And, of course, Rumble, Getter, Clout Hub, Pure Social. We're also live at redpill78news.com. Obviously, today is Wednesday. It's part of our... Oh, how can I forget Odyssey, guys? I'm sorry. Today is another special solo edition. Just me and you. Got a lot of different things to discuss. Appreciate y'all hanging out with me. Ooh, also, I've got another interview with Peter Tickton coming out this afternoon. <clears throat> We're speaking right after this show. So he's got some comments that he wanted to share with the audience on the uh, sham unselect committee, January 6th. Witch hunt. Appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind liking and sharing the broadcast, help us by getting it out there on your favorite social media platforms. All right, and without further ado, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and special message from our sponsor. Thank you for being here, my friends. Of course, you guys, you know that weight management is a universal struggle. After the age of 20, it becomes a lot harder because our metabolism slows down by as much as 4% each passing decade. And that's why I highly recommend this amazing keto powder. It works to increase the level of ketones in your body without having to actually follow the keto diet so strictly. So basically, you get all the benefits of the keto diet without having to adhere to it with the rigorous uh, um, attention that you might have to otherwise. Now, the best part is, when you order this, it also comes with free shipping. You get free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life. You also get a free e-report entitled The Top 14 Ketogenic Foods, so you will know what foods are going to work best with your diet. And if you want to help support your weight loss, you're absolutely going to love Keto with Red Pill. You can get it for 51% off right now within the next 24 hours by going to ketowithredpill.com. You're going to get that free shipping. You also get a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not happy, you just get back in touch with them. They will take care of the whole thing. Check out the link below, ketowithredpill.com. Thank you for being here, and welcome back to the show. Thank you guys for joining me today on yet another special edition of Occam's Razor. I'm still getting used to the uh, the new microphone and the new headphones and the new soundboard, so trying to keep my voice within that perfect sweet range so I don't blow your eardrums out. Also, <clears throat> my new podcasting platform is online. So you should be able to go to all the normal places where you got the podcast from before, the audio podcast. Uh, so you can get it still on Apple until they kick me off again, uh, still on Google. Uh, you can also get it directly through my website. You can also still get it through Podbean. Somebody had told me that Dave at X22 had been either kicked off of Podbean or he had been censored in some way. So I wanted to fortify the operation that we've got here. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to get censored and that you guys wouldn't have a, a trouble finding me in the future. So I moved that host and I'm going to change the embed on my website so that no matter what happens, it'll always be there. Thank you very much to you guys who are already dropping some gold pills out there in the chat. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, I am a fan of tacos. Uh, th there's this uh, this constant argument happening in the chat. I like wings. But I think that wings are not as uh, universal. Tacos, even the first lady loves tacos. 
Uh, but she just recently had to apologize for her statement comparing the Latino community to tacos, different types of tacos. Uh, of course, she was at a Latinx conference. Does anybody out there in the chat know what Latinx even means? I've never, ever heard anybody use this in the real world. It's always some insane liberal on social media uh, or somebody on CNN or something like that. Nobody uses the term Latinx. I've certainly never heard anybody in the Latino community use the term Latinx. All right, so uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the story. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Look at this. I've got the uh, the foxhole chat. I, I never know which way to point. It, it like never works. Yeah, okay, that way. The foxhole chat. I've got the rumble rant chat right there. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking, first of all, about the inter... Oh, that's not really what's supposed to be happening. We're going to go, oh, what's going on? Why is this not working? This is not right at all. Hold on just a second. Let me let me fix this. There we go. Um hold on. There we That's that's it. That was the one. That was the one. Okay. Good stuff. It's Mexican ecstasy. <laughs> Latinx. Mm. Mm. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Hunter Biden probably coined the term Latinx. All right. So we have been privy to one of the largest and most impactful changes in communication in the history of mankind, certainly in the modern age. <clears throat> I'm sure everybody here remembers when you were a kid what it was like trying to communicate with your friends. Uh, when I was a, a young chap living in my parents' basement, this is in like middle school and high school, there was a telephone on the wall, and it had. I went out and used my allowance to buy the longest cord that you possibly could, so that I could take that phone and go to my bed and like curl up and talk to girls or my friends, plotting and scheming what we were going to be doing that weekend, and uh, and then it evolved into me hanging out on a computer on a bulletin board, BBS. Uh, in these things called multi-user dungeons, MUDs for short. And you would play these games, very simple games, just uh, line prompts. And it would ask you, you know, do you want to go like north, south, east, or west? And then you'd come across a, a, an NPC and you would initiate some type of conversation. You, maybe you would have a battle. You would use some magic spell or something like that. And then and that evolved into the full-fledged internet. And then once we got access to the internet... Barriers to communication just came down. I remember being, I don't know, I guess just out of high school and realizing that you could like go and find people that you knew when you were a kid. Like I had some friends that went to my high school with me and they were exchange students uh, from a variety of different countries. I think I had a friend from uh, from Sweden. I had another friend from Germany. And so like going out and and finding them, reaching out to them, and being able to interact with them, it, you know, it made the world feel a lot smaller. And then social media came along, and you had uh, essentially well, what turned out to be your own FBI profile right there online. You'd have your picture, you would tell people where you lived, the kinds of things you were interested in, and then people would meet you based upon that. Well, the ability for people to communicate, while at the same time that it was being expanded, it began to be constricted. And in the last 10 years, it's been constricted more than anything else. Bard's Tale, good one. Good one, Fredo. We might have met. <laughs> mm. So, <clears throat> as the propensity for people to communicate online began to take off, so became the propensity for the federal government to try to determine what the best way to uh constrict people's ability to discuss things online. And when Donald Trump ran for president, social media really took a quick turn into negative land territory. Um, and in recent years, it's been getting worse and worse. And that's why we have Truth Social. That's why we have these new alternative platforms like Rumble. <clears throat> but all of the mainstream platforms, I'm talking TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, what else is there? I don't know. Legend of Zelda. Yes, Legend of Zelda was another good one, but that one was on Nintendo. I definitely played that one, too. Mm. So, 
we have this interesting situation here where social media discourse and the ability to uh, express yourself online has been tightened down to a very rigid set of acceptable topics and um, even words that you can say. And at the same time that's been happening, this weird phenomenon where people who were employees within the intelligence community have been moving from the CIA and from the FBI and even NATO, okay, so we've got, you know, global intelligence apparatuses. All of these people are moving from these intelligence community slots into positions in the private sector at these various social media companies. Uh, and one person in particular, this gentleman right here on the right-hand side holding a picture of himself, his daughter, and a dog, uh, his name is, uh, is Aaron. Aaron is a team manager uh, that is determining what the rules of Facebook are. Like what is acceptable speech and what is not acceptable speech. So effectively, Aaron and the team that he runs, they get to decide what content is allowable on Facebook's massive platform. 2.9 billion active users on Facebook. Uh, so if it doesn't want to, if, if, if Aaron and his team don't want you to see something, doesn't matter what it is, you can name it, and I'm sure you can think of it, a number of different uh, uh, subjects, news articles, items, videos, uh, basically anything that's exposing the truth, Aaron and his team are probably the ones behind your ability not to see, share, or discuss it with people that you care for. Uh, now, Aaron, until very recently, was an employee of the Central Intelligence Agency. Until very recently, July 2019. He was previously working at the Clowns in America as a senior analytic manager, uh, and then he became a senior policy manager for misinformation at Meta. Meta, of course, is the new name for the Facebook uh, umbrella of companies. Now, I'm not on Facebook. I don't use Facebook, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be concerned about the nexus of the intelligence community and social media. Uh, because I think that there is a direct correlation between the control of information in, in a law enforcement sort of perspective and the control of information from a civilian discussion perspective. So now Facebook, of course, they own Facebook proper. They also own Instagram and WhatsApp, deleted from Facebook and from Instagram. Uh, but Aaron Berman became a highly influential person at the CIA before he moved over to the private sector. He was actually one of the people who prepared and edited the presidential daily briefing. Now, this is a, this is what the intelligence community believes is most pertinent to what's happening that day. So they put together a list of all of these things that they think the president should be paying attention to. They have a tremendous amount of power inside the federal government because if the presidential daily briefing doesn't include a particular subject or, or a bit of information, chances are pretty good the president or his team are not going to know very much about it. Now, there could be any number of different subjects uh, that are being tracked by the president himself, but generally speaking, I've said this before. This is an executive level position. So the president has a team of underlings, people who are delivering them information, delivering them briefings, delivering them data so that they can really stay laser focused on what is most important to be paying attention to. So with the CIA and Aaron preparing this presidential daily briefing, you can imagine what amount of power the CIA has over what the president is actually learning about. So this allows the president to make decisions on, on policy, on critical national security issues. Uh, it can uh, affect a lot of things, you know, the entire direction of the country. And I think that that is uh, there's no mistake there <clears throat> when you look at what the CIA has done since the assassination of John F. Kennedy. The CIA has worked to place itself at the tip of the spear in terms of decision making, in terms of, um, you know, really uh, every aspect of what's happening in this country. Now, they're not supposed to be active here in America. They're supposed to be active outside of this country. 
But just because they have rules doesn't mean they're going to follow them. You're not supposed to assassinate a president either. However, that happened. You're not supposed to engage in an active coup to depose a popularly elected president of the United States as they did to Donald Trump. And now, how do we know that Aaron worked at the CIA? Well, it's it's right there on his LinkedIn profile. And I'm going to show that to you right here. Aaron Berman, misinformation policy manager at Meta, former CIA. Uh, and look at this. He talks about democracy, social media, misinformation, national security, and content moderation. And he lives in Seattle, Washington. So uh, Aaron has a, a lot of red flags right there at the very beginning. But I think the biggest red flag is the fact that he worked at the CIA. So he says here in his own words, for more than 15 years, wrote and oversaw intelligence analysis to enable the president and senior U.S. officials to make decisions on the most critical national security issues focused on the impact and influence operations on social media, security and democracy. Of course, this is not a democracy. We have a republic. But of course, the CIA is not interested in uh, what our country is supposed to be. They're interested in what they want the country to be. And I think that a, a major part of what we've witnessed over the last couple of years in terms of content moderation, uh, the um, calling out of so-called misinformation on social media and on the internet, it's due very, very uh, uh, succinctly to the influence of the CIA and the intelligence community. Now, Facebook uh, is not the only social media company. We've also got that NATO connection that I mentioned, NATO. Uh, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, they have a lot of high-level military members. Uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, they're dealing most often with national security at, in terms of this pact between all these countries. So why are NATO employees uh, moving from NATO into positions at TikTok? Well, think about the influence TikTok has had in the last several years and the direction that the popular elites appear to be pushing us into. Uh, the acceptance of all of these fringe lifestyles, uh, the acceptance of gender identity disorders um, and uh, uh, gender theory. Uh, you know, I've got some more stuff on, on gender theory for you here in just a moment. <clears throat> but NATO is a global military organization, and the fact that they are getting so chummy-chummy with a Chinese-owned company that has a tremendous sway over the younger people of, uh, of various generations, uh, I find that to be very alarming. Now, Twitter is also in the exact same scenario, only they have a lot of former FBI agents that work there. Um, in fact, several FBI agents uh, and even Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Michael Sussman, were just recently revealed to be employees at Twitter. Uh, Twitter, having the FBI at their uh, in their home offices, uh, essentially uh, allows this kind of interconnected um, communication to to continue between the FBI and the and the uh, employees that then move over to Twitter. Do you think that once a person leaves the FBI or leaves the CIA or leaves NATO and goes to a company that is being used uh, for daily forms of communication and for information dissemination across peoples in virtually every nation in the world, do you think that they're not taking advantage of their access to all of this data? I think the answer is definitely not. I think that this is a coordinated effort to ensure that the intelligence community has total sway over every thought, every message, every bit of information that is going through these various pipelines. Uh, certainly, there are people of interest on TikTok. Uh, certainly, Twitter and uh, and Facebook have done everything they can uh, to quell the ability of conservatives to communicate. Uh, what have they been doing the last couple of years, calling us um, right-wing extremists, um, warning the world that homegrown right-wing extremist terrorists are the largest threat to the stability of our republic? Uh, certainly, they are using their positions at these various social media companies to keep tabs on every single one of us that are using them. So, I think this is uh, pretty distressing, 
And if you ever needed a reason to stay off of these mainstream platforms, I think this is it. Now, one thing I did want to mention, too, um, there have been a lot of people who have, have said to me, you know, aren't you afraid of using Rumble as your primary source of streaming and uploading? Well, it's one of many, but I think that a lot of people have adopted Rumble uh, as their kind of new home base, and they were at one time a Canadian company, but now if you go and look at their address information, they have moved home base to down here in Florida. Uh, Also, of course, they have some influential American owners and investors, also President Trump directly connected with Rumble now that uh, Truth Social has that uh, operating agreement with them to use their server space for video delivery. Um, Hold on just a second. Oh, thank you very much, Mele. I was going to talk about that, too. Um, So I am not afraid about Rumble. I think that Rumble is going to be successful in the same way that Foxhole and Pilled are going to be successful. I think that they saw what happened with the censorship of conservatives on all of these social media platforms, and they realized that there are millions, if not hundreds of millions, in baked-in users that they could harvest up from the very beginning. Okay, All we want is the ability to speak to each other. All we want is the ability to have a conversation, to spread information, to ask questions. And we've been suppressed from being able to do that on these mainstream platforms. So they don't want us. We're not going to go there. We're going to give our business to the corporations that value us. Okay? I value each and every single one of you guys for being here today. You don't have to be watching my show. You don't have to be hanging out in the chat. You could be doing anything else. But instead, you choose to spend your your afternoon with me. So I value you. I value your patronage. I, I value the fact that you give me a platform. And I think that Rumble, Foxhole, and a whole host of other platforms feel the exact same way. Now, the I don't think that we're going to have to worry about any of these platforms that we're currently using deleting us or kicking us off. I do realize there has been some issues with Truth Social uh, and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny got deleted. I don't know why that happened, Um, but I'm hoping that uh, now, yes, Casey Bowser, Rumble has censored content as well. I've heard that before, and I've had my own videos that I uploaded uh, disappear, but I was able to go back in and just upload them again. Unfortunately, I think that we have to accept that there uh, are certain playgrounds that we're welcomed in, and we need to make the most of it. Odyssey has absolutely never censored a single thing that I did, and they got started specifically with the intention of catering to people like myself that were getting deleted, getting demonetized, and all of that. Um, so I, I, I think that if you see me using a platform, it's because I know that we feel safe there, that we can uh, where does Red Pill 78 shop to get his amazing shirts? Your boy Death, I was actually wondering if you were going to recognize this one. This is called the, the Death Wave shirt. I go to a, uh, a shop online called Retro Rifle. Retro Rifle. They make the coolest shirts. Uh, they fit great. They breathe very nicely down here in Florida. I can wear them outside and, and I'm not going to get super sweaty. Uh, I absolutely love Retro Rifle, and I won a contest from them a couple of months ago. They they were going to send me to SHOT Show, but I only had like 24 hours notice to like get airplane tickets and stuff. So they, they ended up giving me a $1,000 gift card, and I've been using that to buy more shirts. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Retro-Rifle.com. Check them out. They are uh, they're a good brand, and every single one of these shirts has uh, Second Amendment messages in it. It's got a variety of different uh, handguns and rifles. Do me a favor, and Low Country Brooklyn just reminded everybody, if you're watching on Rumble, please hit the plus sign because it really does help the channel. It's totally free. It lets other people on Rumble know that this is a quality program and that I'm delivering quality information and commentary. Uh, So please, thank you, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, oh, oh. You guys, I also, I I keep forgetting to show you guys this, and I hope that 
the person who did this doesn't mind that I'm going to show this, but I mean, they're driving around, they're driving around in their, um, in their home state and, uh, other people are seeing this. Somebody used the name red pill 78 on their license plate. Their license plate says red pill 78. It's a vanity plate that says red pill 78. And I think that it is uh pretty sweet and if I was driving around and saw somebody using this, using my name on their um, on their license plate, I would I would freak out and I would probably uh, try to get them to pull over so that I could see them. So if you're out there watching, if you are the person who has a license plate that says Red Pill 78, I would appreciate it if uh, if you would let me know. Please send me an email. Uh, and, uh, I, I will, I will be happy to, uh, to have a conversation with you. Uh, maybe I'm not going to show that. I, I feel weird showing somebody else's car <clears throat> because maybe they don't want to be doxxed and have all of their stuff here, but it's, uh, it's red pill 78. So I think it's pretty sweet. Okay. So, uh, let's also talk about, oh, you know, I even forgot to, uh, to mention Reddit. Reddit also has uh, a connection to the national security state. You might not use Reddit in the same way that you use uh, other websites and other platforms, um, but we have uh, uh, another uh, member of the Atlantic Council uh, and, uh, and NATO that is uh, pretty high up at, uh, at Reddit, Director of Policy. Uh, of course, policies being what people can and can't say. So just another example of how the intelligence community and the military uh, are gaining levels of power at these different social media companies. All right. The next thing I wanted to tell you guys about is this recently released video from Uvalde. Um, it is even worse than we thought. Gump, what's up, buddy? He says, love the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Um, okay. So recently, like 70 minutes of footage from the Uvalde shooting has been revealed. 77 minutes, rather. And it shows that the police were inside the building within minutes, okay? I mean, I, we've, we've heard this, but it's kind of shocking to actually watch as the shooter joins, shooter enters the school, and then the police are there. And instead of, instead of saving these kids' lives, they run like cowards, okay? I mean... Man, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words for it. So let's let's watch a couple of minutes of this. On May 24th, surveillance video shows a truck crash near Rob Elementary. Dude goes down. Uh, then he fires three shots at two guys who approach the crash scene. Now, did they call the police or did they just run away? That's audio from the 911 call. So the, the the shots were outside, okay? So the people inside the school knew what was happening. Those two guys that ran up to the truck, they knew what was happening. One of the teachers called 911. The police had ample time to get there. They were there within minutes of this guy entering the school. And from the way it looks to me, there wasn't a single person who died before the cops got there. Bystander video captures the gunman entering the school. Watch this. 11.33 a.m. He walks into the school pretty as you please. Looking around. The camera is right on him. He walks down the hallway. A little kid walks out of the bathroom. He sees him. So the first thing he does is go in there and fire on all these kids. And within just a moment, the police are there. The kids were apparently screaming in this video and they um, they cut it out. 
I don't know how they removed the screaming, but left the gunshots in. I don't know how that works. Three minutes. Three minutes after entering the school, the police are there. Okay? And it's not just like one or two cops. Some of them rush towards the classrooms. You can see smoke in the hallway. Nothing's happening. Okay? So that means he's in one of these classrooms milling around. They've had all of this time to approach the subject, to identify where he is. So then he starts shooting at them, and they run away. They retreat away because they don't want to get shot. And then look at this. Then then we've got the heavily armed sheriff's department showing up they've got the shield okay which you know it's going to protect you of course they have all kinds of protective equipment ballistic shields and then they didn't do anything they stood there for a half an hour they stood there for a half an hour while this kid was on the other end of the school shooting up everything it's disgusting All right, just real briefly, guys, I got to say for the second half of the show, um, we talked about this the other day, but the cost of solar, uh, excuse me, the cost of electricity is skyrocketing this summer. Um, In certain places, the cost of electricity is doubling. Uh, You can be paying a lot more this summer for electricity, but in certain places, it's a great idea to have uh, solar. So, With this new solar program, you can go to their website. They will tell you if it's possible for you to get zero down uh, and get a free solar installation. It can save you thousands of dollars a year. You just fill out a quick form. You uh, put how much square footage your your home has, uh, and then they use your Google Earth location to determine if the weather is right for you and whether or not you'll be able to get this installed. Uh, Then they prepare you financing options and all of the pricing so then uh, you can make a decision on it. Uh, You just need to go to getfreesolarquotes.com, getfreesolarquotesnow.com, getfreesolarquotesnow.com, and check that out. All right, so back to this. Uh, The rest of the video is exactly like this. They essentially just stand around at the end of this hallway knowing exactly where this kid is knowing exactly what's happening, and they chose not to go down there. Now, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think a lot of people think that this is a false flag. Uh, Just because it's a false flag, an orchestrated event, doesn't mean people didn't die, doesn't mean that everybody was aware of what was going to happen. It looks to me like there was uh, definitely a breakdown in communication uh, they had a, they had the shot, okay? As soon as the cops got there, they had the shot outside the building before the kids died. And they asked for permission to take it. Now, I saw somebody in the chat say, uh, no more back the blue. I don't want to give people that impression because I know that there are good police out there who would have gone into this situation and done the right thing. They would have stopped this murdering psychopath before he killed any children And it would have been A-OK, okay? It would have been a success story. I think we've got a fundamental issue with the Uvalde Police Department. Uh, When you've got the, who was it? The, uh, um, the, uh, uh, The chief, the chief who was lying, saying that he didn't have his radio and then he didn't get the message and he didn't know what to do and he lied about the timeline. If that's the leadership that you've got in a police department like this, then it's no wonder that the uh, the 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 guys on the ground didn't know what to do, didn't know how to make the proper call. Uh, I I would imagine 
that most police officers are trained to do this in a totally different fashion. I I believe that we still should be supporting police in general. But there are corrupt cops in the same way that there are corrupt people in any industry. The Uvalde Police Department failed the children of their community. And what we saw here was a false flag to me in that it was totally avoidable. These kids didn't need to die. Uh, And instead of saving those children, they stood around with their guns drawn. They didn't want to walk down the hallway. And uh, they even used the hand sanitizer on the wall. Finally, they did make the decision to go down. They breached the classroom and they killed the gunman. But it didn't have to be this way. Uh, This was uh, a travesty. This was an absolute travesty. All right. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the (laughs) some statements of Joe Biden, too. All right. So Joe Biden, the never ending gaffe machine, guys, um, he was in Israel speaking to a group looks like at an airport. Take a listen to this. Tell me if you catch it. To honor six million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust. (laughs) To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Honor those we lost. Oh, my God. That is not the gaffe. That you want to be making in Israel. Uh, that's about as bad as it gets. Obviously, he 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 didn't mean to say the, the truth and honor of the Holocaust. But man, that is a big, big, big no-no. All right. So uh, I mentioned I was going to be having Peter Tickton on this afternoon. Um, it appears that uh, we've gotten a couple of new releases coming out of the January 6th committee. Uh, We had a leak from somebody in the FBI the other day. Well, now we've had a leaked email sent to a defendant of the uh, unselect committee. Well, what this shows us is that the committee and the DOJ are extorting testimonies out of witnesses. Uh, They are so desperate to get people to testify uh, that Donald Trump or anybody else had uh, committed this insurrection on January 6th that they are threatening people. Uh, So this is an email that was released to the Gateway Pundit. Uh, The January 6th defendant pled guilty but is awaiting sentencing. Uh, His name is James Sasso. Uh, And in the email they say, I hope you're, um, excuse me, uh, this is an email that James wrote. So the uh, James Sasso sent this email. I hope you're doing well. My name is James Sasso. I'm reaching out about your client, uh, the U.S. House Select Committee to investigate January 6th. Uh, The select committee is examining the facts, circumstances, and causes of January 6th to identify and evaluate lessons learned and to recommend corrective law policies, etc. As part of that effort, we would like to interview your client, who we understand has accepted responsibility and pleaded guilty. Please contact me at your earliest convenience. So I'm sure the implication here is that since he's awaiting sentencing, uh, uh, they, they want this guy to come forward to apologize Uh, and uh, they want him to shut up about it. Um, Since he hasn't been sentenced yet, this is kind of hanging over his head. They could retaliate against him for speaking out at all uh, and for telling what he believes is truly happening. So they are using convicted defendants awaiting sentencing as witnesses against President Trump, Uh, and in doing so, they hope to corroborate what they are claiming happened on that day. Uh, it's, uh, It's predatory. Uh, These people don't want to end up in prison for ridiculous sentences. They don't want to be shoved away in memory hold. Uh, They want to get on with their lives. And unfortunately, the Department of Justice uh, is using their sentencing and uh, what's happening in the January 6th committee uh, as an excuse to kind of hold them in limbo. Uh, We also had a really interesting comment coming from Andrew Weissman. Uh, Andrew Weissman, of course, is uh, one of the main people behind the Mueller investigation. And uh, he had this comment uh, where he said that the DOJ 
has other tools to investigate conservatives. What other tools is Andrew Weissman referring to? Um, so in this article that was recently in the uh, Politico, um, Politico um, uh, uh, website, excuse me, um, they want people to know that they are using everything at their disposal uh, to investigate and to harass and to destroy conservatives. If you speak out against the government, uh, then you better watch out because the DOJ is coming for you. This is like uh, the comment that we got after President Trump was elected when uh, Schumer said that the intelligence community had six ways till Sunday to come after you, uh, essentially indicating that the IC, the CIA, if, if, if Trump was going to go after them, uh, then they would instead be going after Trump. They manufactured these charges against Donald Trump. They have manufactured uh, a number of investigations against him. <clears throat> and they continue to do so. Um, someone sent me an email earlier. Thank you very much for your email. And they said, you know, I really want to believe what you're saying about President Trump not, you know, getting any charges and being thrown in prison. Um, and here's the thing. The reason I believe President Trump will not go to prison, number one, it's because he didn't commit any crimes. President Trump has done nothing wrong. And we can see from the behavior of the deep state, the DOJ, the FBI, uh, the unselect committee, over and over and over again. They attempt to manufacture some type of scandal or charges against President Trump. And over and over again, they fail because he's done nothing wrong. There is nothing that they can even use by implication to go after him because, you know, the implication of January 6th is is done. OK, people understand it's like covid. OK, covid came and went. They used our fear against us and they shut the country down and they tried to destroy you, your business and uh, your ability to speak freely. Uh, they tried to do the same thing with January 6th and they keep dragging it out because there's nothing there. It's a nothing burger. And so President Trump has been a uh, victim to these never-ending witch hunts in the same way that conservative America is, is victim to the same type of scenario over and over again. But there's no there there. And so based upon that, based upon their inability to get anything to stick to President Trump, I don't believe he's in danger of being arrested and going to prison. We'll see what happens, but this is just my armchair opinion watching this happen over and over and over again and watching as they fail consistently. Also, we have the American people on our side. Blimpus says, in these times, you don't need to have done wrong. They will arrest him guaranteed. So let me ask you this. Why haven't they arrested him yet? You can't just arrest people without charges. Uh, you have to have some legal framework, some type of underlying reason for you to be arrested. Now, he hasn't been charged with anything. He's been accused of a whole lot of things, but President Trump has not been charged. So, uh, yeah, I would just, you know, what do you think President Trump is going to be arrested for? Because they haven't done anything yet. They haven't been able to. They've been trying really, really hard. I think that if they could have arrested him, they would have already done it. Untitled 82, good to see you. Breaking, special counsel Don Durham, John, John Durham has requested 30 court subpoenas for October 11th trial of Danchenko. That's great. This is what they're working on. Come 2024, he will be arrested. All right. Well, Blimpus, I understand your concern, uh, but I, I think that they worked on it for four years. They couldn't get anything to stick. It's now been two years since he left the office of the presidency, uh, and they haven't been able to do anything in that time. Of course, anything can happen between now and 2024, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, is he going to announce that he's running for president? You know, there is kind of this unwritten rule, and we saw this with Hillary Clinton. Once a person has declared a candidacy for president, they're kind of untouchable, uh, unless there is some very, very obvious overriding criminal activity that they've committed. 
I don't believe that they have that on Donald Trump. I don't believe they are going to create it. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I hope I'm right. I hope you're not right. Um, but uh, I think that at the end of the day, uh, if I'm right, then we are going to get the best possible outcome. Uh, I think that the Democrats are unlawful. I think that they are untrustworthy. I think that they will do whatever they possibly can to force this issue. But I just don't think at the end of the day that they're going to be successful. Now I want you to watch this exchange between Senator Josh Hawley. I guess the other day I uh, made a comment about um, uh, it was uh, reading a tweet from, I think, the mayor of Pittsburgh talking about trans men getting pregnant. All I heard was men. And I was like, how does a, you know, abortion apply to, to trans men? But I guess that that would be a woman who is becoming a man or identifying as a man or whatever. Um, but as a result of like this crazy mixed up world that we're living in, uh, the definition of woman and man is hazy at best. And so the argument surrounding abortion is no longer a women's rights issue. Let's go ahead and take a watch. Uh, Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important Because of my line of questioning? Because so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not... And this is the straw man argument here. <clears throat> By trying to drill down to define our language, they make the argument that by doing so, we deny the existence of these people. I'm not denying the existence of, of biological women who identify as a man and go through surgical or medical treatments to become more like that on the outside. And the same with men identifying as women. Nobody is denying that these people exist, but we have a fundamental truth at the heart of it. You are either born a woman or a man. At the chromosomal level, we can tell what your gender is. We can tell what your sex is. And by confusing the issue, they confuse everything. And then they make it to the point where you can't even discuss these things because the very nature of a discussion supposedly denies the existence of people and contributes to some level of violence against them. Uh, we've talked about this before. I don't think that anybody is, uh, is advocating violence against any of these people. What about denying the right of biological girls the ability to compete in a fair playing field in a sporting event? Uh, by suggesting that biological men should not have access to a women's um, a gymnasium or, excuse me, a, a locker room, or by stating that it's unfair for uh, young girls to have to compete against biological males, simply, I mean, from a um, the standpoint of uh, of fairness. Because men have uh, different skeletal structures, they have dis different muscular structures, uh, you know, there is an inherent advantage there. And when it comes to abortion, the only person getting an abortion is a woman, and that's because only women are born with a uterus. It's interesting to me that you can discuss abortion, well, these people have traditionally discussed abortion as a women's issue, but now, because they have confused the issue at its start 
with uh, the denial of gender and denial of sex, uh, it now becomes more difficult for them to even talk about it. Fredo says her bug eyes are very telling. I feel dumber for having watched that. Sorry, buddy. Sorry about that. Um, but I, I think that, uh, you know, once again, uh, we can go back to this and uh, their crumbling arguments about, you know, what is and isn't acceptable. I saw a brilliant comedy routine from Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle was talking about the uh, abortion argument. And he said, um, if 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 you if it's my body, my choice and you have the choice to abort my baby uh, and I don't have any say in it, then uh, you shouldn't have any say in it if I don't want anything to do with it. It's it's interesting that they are perfectly okay uh, murdering babies and uh, but then also at the same time forcing a man to not have any say in it and then having a baby and forcing that man to pay for it. Um, I think that this should be a decision that is made between two people, certainly, uh, the decision to consummate and create a life. Uh, but at the end of the day, they want to completely disenfranchise a man from having any say in either side of the argument. Um, now, <laughs> now they are in a real pickle, uh, because they either have to get responsible make a decision to have responsible intercourse uh, or they have to, I don't know, go to Mexico or something like that. But yes, this woman seems to believe that um, in some mixed up world, men can carry a baby. All right, so <laughs> Dr. Fauci has been forced to admit that vaccines, well, that the COVID vaccines don't actually work. And we also have leaked emails uh, from the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, so I saw somebody mention in the in the chat earlier that uh, what we're living in is uh, an Orwellian situation. This is certainly Orwellian in and of itself. Remember when they changed the definition of vaccines and vaccinated so that it would fit the definition of the not vaccines that they were creating for COVID-19, the mRNA vaccines? So back in September of 2021, they changed the definition of the word vaccine as well as what it means to be fully vaccinated because the mRNA jabs were not meeting that established criteria under the old definition. So people noticed when they changed it. Now, these uh, experts out there, um, they played cover for the World Health Organization and the CDC uh, and, uh, and all of these different organizations. But before they changed the name, the definition, a vaccine was a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease. Now they define it as a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. So the idea of being vaccinated is something completely different now. Uh, so uh, apparently uh, the Epic Times was able to get a hold of uh, some some leaked emails uh, showing the kind of uh, mental gymnastics that the um, administrators at the CDC were going through as they were trying to determine how are we going to get around this. At the end of the day, it didn't matter because once these jabs were out in the open air, uh, it became very, very clear very quickly that they didn't do either one of those things. They didn't really stimulate somebody's immune system. Uh, in often cases, they actually destroyed people's immune systems, uh, and they certainly didn't stop you from getting COVID-19. Uh, the very few people that I know in my own personal life who went out and got vaccinated, they've gotten COVID way more than anybody else that I've known. Uh, they have gotten it over and over and over again. And it's really sad because they are some of the most immune compromised people that that I knew. I did everything I could in my personal life to uh, give them every bit of information that they needed to make an educated decision. And of course, I believe that decision should have been, don't get the vax, don't get the jab, it's not going to do anything for you. Um, and this is also why we see over and over and over again, these people in the public square, 
people like Dr. Anthony Fauci, people like uh, these Hollywood elites, people um, at uh, major corporations, they were among the first to go out and get the jab. They were the ones who uh, suggested that we needed to get double jabbed and boosted. And every six months, we got to get a booster again. Um, However, despite all of their best efforts, all they did was just give themselves COVID over and over and over again. And because their immune system was completely decimated as a result of these um, mRNA modified uh, uh, clot shots, they ended up not being protected from a variety of various illnesses and uh, and sicknesses. Dr. Anthony Fauci himself had to go on Fox News with Neil Cavuto, and he said that COVID-19 vaccination does not provide overly well protection against infection. He said uh, he is now fully recovered and essentially back to normal after getting tested positive for COVID. And I think I can probably remember five or six instances where they said that Fauci had tested positive for COVID. Uh, He keeps taking the vaccines over and over and over again, and he keeps getting COVID over and over and over again. And then we have Paxlovid. Paxlovid was supposed to be Pfizer's uh, new version of, um, oh, shoot, Ivermectin. Something like that. The only thing is that uh, it didn't uh, didn't work. Uh, people uh, have taken Paxlovid and it hasn't done anything for them. Uh, the government is now sitting on millions of dollars of Paxlovid that they can't use. They can't give it away. Uh, the COVID pandemic is over as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but Dr. Anthony Fauci wants it to remain in the front of everybody's mind. Of course, uh, I think it was Javier Becerra, who just a couple of days ago uh, said that, oh, you know, we're probably going to have a resurgence of COVID just in time for the midterm elections. Uh, Monkeypox went nowhere. You guys remember that monkeypox? That was just a couple of weeks ago. They wanted us to believe that monkeypox was going to be the new COVID scamdemic. People didn't buy it. And so far, monkeypox has been dead in the water. Uh, I think we all know how to protect ourselves from being overly reckless around people who are sick. Of course, the people who are sick are generally the people who are vaccinated. Uh, They're the people who don't have a healthy immune system. And I'm not hanging out with those people. Uh, Those people are out there doing their own thing. Here we go. I just wanted to check over here. Uh, Thank you very much to the people hanging out over on Odyssey. Uh, We are coming to the end of the broadcast, and I'm going to go through and give a couple of thank yous. Uh, Asilent, Asilent says Fauci didn't take the vaccine. You don't think Fauci took the vaccine? I don't know. I mean, I'm just going by what he said. See, Mitchell, where are people wearing masks? I mean, I'm down in Florida. I don't see anybody wearing masks down here. Sterling Cannabis says there's 168 cases of monkeypox in California. Is that um, in the San Francisco area? Pfizer vaccine changes DNA. Yeah, yeah. We've gone over this, man. The, 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 the mRNA vaccines as a whole have the opportunity to enter your cells, change your DNA, start replicating these spike proteins all over the place. Uh, it's horrible. Let me see. Yeah, I'm not worried about nuke attacks either, guys. To be honest, you know, as 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 thrilling as it would be uh, to see some type of major upset, something happening to uh, to push us into another new era, a new era of humanity, uh, the finalization of the returning of power to we the people. Uh, and I just, I, I don't see it. I think everything that's going to happen is going to be um, quiet. It's going to be happening behind the scenes. And I I just, I don't think we're going to have some major event. Um, the very idea of a nuclear attack in New York is enough to put people on edge. I don't believe that it's going to happen. All right, you guys. Well, uh, thank you very much. Let's go ahead and go through these thank yous. Lou Ann V, I think Lou Ann V was the first one. Uh, She said some shades for my sunny Florida guy. Thank you. Sean Joe, thanks for that cookie. Empress, thank you for the can. Dixie, thank you for the cookie. Sean Joe, thank you. Electric Soul, appreciate the can. Insight Gino as well. Pam Day, I'm not a taco taco. Uh, White memes. Let's go. 
Loop de loop. Thank you for the cookie. One, two, three, SKG. Appreciate the cookie. Frank's Taint said, heading out to the bodega, bodega for breakfast tacos. Anybody need anything? I would absolutely love a bodega breakfast taco right now. Beaver Buff over on Foxhole says, I just left Walmart in southern Minnesota and there was a dozen people masked. Man, were they all hanging out together or was this just like you walking through the store? Uh, Toker Joe, my great uncle, he's 70 something, got the jabber to you, got boosted up. Now he's not got no immune system. And just like everybody else, the doctor says, duh, what the F? We don't know what this is. Damn sheeple. Yeah. Sterling Cannabis. Thank you, buddy. Uh, let's see. Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie. Low Country Brooklyn gave the website for my shirt producer, retro-rifle.com. M the Painter says Foxhole Baby all the way. Hack 264. I trained active shooter. They should be in a diamond formation, four to a team. So pissed off at this. Yeah, man, it's really frustrating to watch that. You know, I'm not trained. Uh, I'm not law enforcement, but I feel like there are some some things that would kick in in your body, in your mind, uh, when you're in a tactical situation like that, you know, especially when you're with a group of guys, all those people, they knew what they were supposed to do. And instead they let those kids die. Uh, Empress says that made me physically sick to my stomach. So sad. Me too. Uh, and then tack 264, had they followed their training, they could have easily overwhelmed the shooter. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Sean Joe says, Durham got to get his ass in gear and drop the hammer on these deep state criminals. TAC-264, they would need huge probable cause to arrest a former president. No evidence in these hearings. I agree with you. Empress, thanks for the cookie. Nikki the Greek, thanks for the cookie. Target driver, Professor Bridges completely believes her delusions. She does. She, I mean, she's insane. That's the thing. Hey, Allen, thank you for the can. Switchrod, follow the science. XX or XY is baseline. End of discussion. Gender fluidity doesn't change it. Yeah, you can identify as whatever you want, but at the end of the day, there are universal truths, and that is one of them. You are born a man. You are born a woman. You can get your driver's license changed. Uh, you can change your outward appearance, but we have to accept the fact that we begin in the womb, and at a certain point, your body makes up the mind of what it's going to be based upon God's will. Uh, let's see, TAC-264, now they are trying to ignite Marburg. Uh, Empress, thank you for the phone, and Rise Attire, great show, RP. We just released our new Flip City Signature Series. You can guys can check that out at riseattireusa.com forward slash Flip City. My brother from another mother, thank you very much. I want to say... That when I'm not on air wearing my collared shirts, uh, I'm straight chilling in Rise Attire. Rise Attire is the highest quality t-shirt maker that I've ever had. Uh, and let me see. Okay, uh, that's all that I've got for you today. Let me just, actually, I need to check on Buy Me a Coffee. Don't want to miss anything over there. Um... Pittsburgh fan, that was from the other day, and then nothing on Cash App either. Okay, yep, oh, that's it, that's it. Okay, all right, we are done, you guys. Please do me a favor, tune in later today. Uh, I don't have anywhere to go after this. I'm just going to be making my next video, so there will be an episode of Red Pill News. Obviously, the shorter format with me scripted, looking at the camera. Uh, and then tomorrow, we have Occam's Razor at noon with Abe, uh, and then uh, doctor's appointment after that, so I won't be uh, able to make a video perhaps until very late, if at all. Uh, and then uh, on Friday and Saturday, we do have live shows. Uh, the podcasts will be out a little bit later. Uh, those new formats should be working, and I think that's it. Uh, let me go ahead and pass out the gold pills, and I wish everyone a good day. Hope you have a great afternoon, and that you and your families remain safe happy, and healthy. The gold pills have been released. I love you all. Good luck and God bless.